It has mute. Is that it? Okay. Okay. Is that okay now? Okay. All right. Okay, good. It's a different different mic. I don't know where. I don't no, no. Oh, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> this is fine. This is fine. As long as, long as it is. As long as the body can hear him, I think. Okay, now, there we go. There we go. That's good. That's good. Good morning to all of you. It's a blessing to be here today. Uh, some people didn't make it to see today. Do you know that? Some people did not make it to see today. And so we need to be always thankful. This is a day that the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. Okay. Today, what I want to do is to review first. I'm going to review, and then I'll go into today's message. First of all, we talked about increasing our faith. We need more faith. We said that. This is the third message. And in review, we said that faith comes by hearing, comes by knowledge, it comes by understanding. And what we're going to do is add more things to it as we go. Because I, I believe that you're like me. I want my faith to increase. I don't want to have little faith. I want to have great faith. Are we in the same boat? Well, in Romans, it tells us about faith comes by hearing. Uh, it says, and then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you can always go to the scripture on that. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's King James version of uh, that Romans ten seventeen. Also, uh, we can go to Hosea and think about knowledge, because faith comes by knowledge also. And if you look at Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, it'll tell, tell us a little bit about, about that. And this, in, in the backdrop of what was going on in, in this time, basically he's talking to Israel, and they were in a situation that was not good, and the Lord wanted to change that situation. He wanted them to change it, and he was... Tell, telling them something by the prophet Hosea. He says that in verse 6, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. My people are perishing, in other words, because of that. Now, what, do, what, what does he mean by when he says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge? Well, if you... Uh, look back and you, you can read it when you get home but if you look back in verse 1 it says listen to the word of the Lord sons of Israel for the Lord has a case against the inhabitants of the land because there is no faithfulness or kindness or knowledge of God so when he restated it in verse 6 my people are destroyed or perish because of lack of knowledge what happens is that because they don't have a, a knowledge of God, not just knowledge, a knowledge of God, their creator, then they are perishing. Isaiah chapter 5 will say it another way. It, it, he'll say that 
uh, my people are going into captivity for a lack of, because of a lack of knowledge of God. And what we want to do is have knowledge of God because as we have knowledge of God, our creator, it'll move us into a higher level of faith. And as we move into a higher level of faith, we're able to now believe God more. We're able to trust God more. We're able to walk more by faith and not by sight. We're able to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. Uh, so understanding, if we think about understanding, you remember last, last week I went to Matthew, and you can turn there as just a review, uh, chapter 13 and verse 19, we said that we're talking about the source of the word, and they were sowing some of the seeds by the wayside, or as my New American Standard says, by the roadside. And when the evil one gets a seed, which it says here, when anyone hears the word of God of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. That's the seed sown by the wayside. So we need understanding. If we don't have understanding, the evil one comes and snatches it away. If, we, if he snatches away, how can you walk by faith in the word of God that he's given you when you don't even have that word because it was taken away from you? So we have to have understanding also. So it's exciting to me, uh, as we are going through this process, we're going to increase our faith because we need it. We know that the just shall live by faith, right? We know that it's impossible to please God without faith, okay? So we need to increase that, that faith. Today, what I want to do is introduce you to the title of the message today, and the title of the message is, It Will Be All Right. I, I was going to say, it's going to be all right. Um, but I don't know whether some of you used to Southern talk. Um, but <laughs> but it, it, it's going to be all right. Whatever you are going through is going to be all right. It's going to be all right. And so what I asked um, uh, one of our, our members of our congregation, uh, Laura Winship, I asked her to introduce the message through a song and a dance. And so Laura Winship will come there and uh, she's going to introduce you. And I want you to listen to the words of the song. She's going to introduce you to this message. Shapeless form 
Water's getting harder to tread With these waves crashing over my head If I could just see you Everything would be alright If I hadn't seen you This darkness would turn to light And I will walk on water And you will catch me if I fall And I will get lost into your eyes And everything be all right and everything will be all right I know you didn't Bring me out here to drown So why am I ten feet under and upside down? Barely surviving has become my purpose Cause I'm so used to living underneath the surface if I could just see you Everything would be alright If I'd see you The darkness would turn to light And I Would walk on water And you Catch me if I fall And I will get lost into your eyes And everything will be alright And I will walk on water You will catch me if I fall And I will get lost into your eyes And everything will be alright Know everything is alright Everything's alright. 
Praise God. Can anyone relate to the words of the song? No. Um, the, and that's what we're going to use um, some of the words of the song to go to school on. And that's what my mentor used to say is that let's go to school on that. And um, so we're going to go to school on, on the lyrics of the song. Now, it says, how long have I been in this storm? I believe that we, as a people, the body of Christ, cornerstone, but if not you, surely other people in the body of Christ, but specifically me, we have been in storms. We are in storms. And the lyric says, so overwhelmed by the ocean's shapeless form, water getting harder to tread. Some of us have been in things so long that we are wondering, is there an end to it? We are wondering, God, how long? I'm getting tired of treading this water. And it seems as though, like the, the writer says, waves crashing over my head. And is it anyone like that besides me? Yeah. <laughs> and you have to know that we can be talking about physically, we're talking about mentally, we're talking about emotionally, we're talking about economically, we, any, any kind of way. We can talk about your loved ones. It doesn't matter because what affects someone close to you affects you. And it's supposed to be whatever affects your body affects you. All right? Because if your finger hurts or just your fingernail hurts, you hurt, and we're all part of the body of Christ. And so we all should feel things when somebody else is going through things. It says, if I could see you, if I could see you, and it doesn't mention, of course, the name of Jesus, but uh, that's what he's talking about. If I could see you, everything will be all right. I say everything's going to be all right. That's what I say. Everything's going to be all right. It says, if I see you, the stormliness or the darkness will turn to light. And I'll walk on water, and you can catch me if I fall. I will get lost into your eyes, and everything will be all right. Now, I say everything is going to be all right. Let's go to Matthew chapter 14, because that's what he's talking about. <clears throat> In Matthew fourteen twenty two, he's just fed multitude, and he's now telling them 
to, after they, the multitude had eaten all they wanted to eat, they picked up what was left over, all the broken pieces. They had 12 baskets full. And they said it was about 5,000 men who ate, besides the women and children. Verse 22, immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him, four words, to the other side. Now, let's read that again. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he sent the crowds away. Now, if we just have stopped right there, and if we didn't even know, nothing else was written after that about that occasion, you would already know that they were supposed to get in a boat, they were supposed to go to the other side, ahead of him, and they were going to meet up there. He did not say, just start on your way, I'm going to the other side, and I will be there if you ever get there. He did not say that. So that means that Jesus is talking, he gave them a, a command, and they were following that command. Has God ever said anything to you, and in the midst of you following out what, following out what you thought God said, all storms broke loose? And you start questioning whether he said this or not. Did it have, ever happen? After he had sent the crowds away, he went up on a mountain by himself to pray. And when it was evening, he was there alone. But the boat was already a long distance from the land, battered by the waves. And this is what the lyrics are saying, battered by the waves. For the wind was contrary. It's not conducive for going to the other side. The enemy always wanted to make it very hard for us to do what God says to do. And so he's going to try to make it contrary to what God has said in his word for us to do. But God has given us the word anyway. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. Now, we know the fourth night is between 3 and 6 a.m. So they were up watching TV on the computer doing something in that boat, you know, for a long time. You know, they, they're still there early in the morning. He comes walking on the, on the sea. That's what the lyric says. You know, if I could see him, then I would walk on water. When his disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, Is it a ghost? And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. Peter said to him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, Come. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water. That's the Lord. And came towards Jesus. But seeing the wind, but seeing the wind, he became frightened. 
and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand, took hold of his hand, took hold of him and said, you of little faith, why did you doubt? You remember I uh, started the series saying that the way I like to view faith is that it's trust in God. If I don't trust in God, I'm going to doubt God. And if I doubt God, then I will put my eyes on my circumstances, and then we know we will begin to sink in our situation. And the person who wrote the lyrics in, in Lifehouse is, is the group that was singing it. And we did, a, we did something about three Easter's ago with uh, another song by Life, Lifehouse. It's called Everything. With, uh, our young adults and youth did a, a skit one Easter. But uh, they were writing the lyrics. They said, if I could see Jesus, I'd walk on water. And if I begin to fall, then he'll catch me. You can see Jesus. Do you hear what I'm saying? You can see Jesus. I want you to be able to see Jesus in the midst of your circumstances. I want you to be able to see him. I want you to be able to see Jesus in, not just the midst of the circumstances as you're going through it. I want you to be able to see Jesus in the circumstances. Do you hear what I'm saying? Let's say that you're having financial difficulties, because a lot of people do. Can you see Jesus in the midst of the financial difficulties? Can you see him and take your eyes off your financial difficulties and just look at Jesus, what he said in his word? Can you do that? And then the next thing, can you see Jesus in the, that economic situation that you're in? Because he might be trying to tell you something. See, sometimes we are in financial difficulty because we're not good stewards. Can you see Jesus trying to get a hold of you and say, look, I've been trying to tell you, others I've sent, others have tried to tell you that you just can't uh, keep charging things and charging things and charging things and charging things and don't expect one day you're going to have to pay. And now you have maxed out about five, ten cars, and you're in financial difficulty. See, he could be trying to get our attention, and so can we see him in the midst of it? Can we see him in the midst of our health? Can we see him that sometimes we say, well, you know, I have high blood pressure, I have diabetes, I have uh, this, I have this, I have that, I did. And can you see sometimes you say, well, God, you said in your word that by your stripes I'm healed. And he said, well, yeah, but I also said, said stop eating at, um, you know, Golden Corral and <laughs> five plates of food, you see? Some people do. Some people do. Uh, all you can eat will cause you to eat more than you should. I'm serious. <laughs> They sent me a coupon oh, it was about four years ago or something like that, uh, a card that said they want to bless the 
uh, the pastors and I were one of the ones chosen, and I could eat free every weekend. And uh, whenever I gained so much weight, at least I did. <laughs> I did. And I said, I'm going to get my money's worth, you know. If you go to EV, I'm going to get my money's worth. You know, that, that you, you say things like that, you know. You say things like that, you know. I'm going to fix them, you know. Oh, yeah, you know. I'm telling you, sometimes God is trying to, trying to get us to see him in that situation and change. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm trying to change it. That's important. That's important. You can sin, but you're going to have to look for him. You're going to have to know God. Another um, one of the verses said, one of the lyrics said, I know you didn't bring me out here to drown. How many of us have been there <laughs> besides me? You know, sometimes we think, God, I should have stayed unsaved. Because as soon as I got saved, my goodness gracious. Or, you know, you, you're really going to step out on faith. And you're going to really do something um, that you say, I see it. I know God, you're trying to get me to do it. And so I'm going to step out on faith and do it. And there again, once you do it, it seems like everything's still going wrong. And that's what happened to the disciples. He told them, go to the other side, and everything started happening the contrary. Many examples, many examples, many examples. Peter, thinking of him, he said, I'm going I'm to step out on faith. He said, come, I want to come. He's walking on water. Why should I walk on water? You know, he's, he's, he's my master. I want to do what he's doing. Bid me to come. He said, come on. And he came. How many of us have walked on water before? One step. One step. Have you ever tried? One step. Okay. One, one has tried. Okay. One has tried. That's all you're going to get. One step. <laughs> That's all you'll get. One step. Unless you really, unless he said, Come. See, Jesus gave the word to Peter, didn't he? Come. See, we had, we had to hear the word. Come. We can get the word on it. Give me the word, Lord. Give me the word. What does it say, Lord? Yeah. Give me that, that word. I need a word. And he gives you the word, and you come, but you're going to have to keep your eyes on him. You can't put it on your circumstances, because if you put it on your circumstances, it's going to look like that there's no way it's going to come to pass. Whatever that is. And many of you are facing different, I mean, various situations. But I'm going to tell you that you know, most of you know that you know, that when you, when you stepped out and did whatever you did, you know you were doing what was right before God. You knew that. But you start changing your mind when your feelings start changing. Your feelings start to change when your circumstance change. You know, as your emotions, because we can't, we can't walk by emotions, can we? We can't walk by feelings, can we? We can't walk by sight, can we? No. We've got to walk by faith in what God has said. So, yes, uh, sometimes I feel like, you know, uh, I'm going to drown, but I know God didn't bring me out to drown. I've said that, <laughs> I've said that uh, here uh, with, the, with, the, with the building. God, you didn't call us from... From Park Avenue, where we didn't, we didn't owe, owe not one penny on the building, you didn't call us out to now bankrupt us. Did, did he? No. 
He didn't do that. He didn't do that. So anything that started happening, we know it's contrary to what he said. We know it's the enemy. You see? The other day, been about, I guess, a week ago, I was, uh, I guess it was just before the holiday. It was a Friday before the, the holiday. More day, I was going to have my car checked uh, because my daughter was going to drive it uh, out of town. And I was just, you know, enjoying myself, going to stop at the light, you know. person in front of me took off. Then I started off, and all of a sudden, I looked in the rearview mirror, and it was a car that was flying. And it, when I saw it, it was about from me to the table. And it was flying. And I was, and I was just taking my foot off the brakes, getting ready to put on my gas, and I screamed. <laughs> I told somebody that. They said, was it a girl that screamed? <laughs> I said, I believe it was a girl that screamed. <laughs> I'm serious. I said, because I don't, I, 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 don't, I don't want to, you know, I'm not, no, I'm not ready to leave this earth, and accidents are not good. <laughs> I said, oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, and, 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 you know, the impact and everything, you know, things went dark. I said, oh, my goodness gracious, you know. So, in a way, uh, um, things worked out okay, that uh, I was okay. And um, <laughs> Elder Sam left working, came over to see, see was out on the pavement or somewhere, you know. <laughs> said, Where is it? Where is it? And I was already gone. You know, the police had already come and everything. And they, they got charges with falling too close. But... The thing is that, that uh, you know, you, things happen to you, and, and you, you have to be ready to see Jesus in that situation. My wife said, so why are you screaming out? She said, what did you scream out, Jesus? I said, I said no. <laughs> she said, what did you scream out? I said, I said, just scream. I said, that's all that came to him. She said, you better get Jesus on your mind, boy. You, you know, you got to scream Jesus, you know. <laughs> I said, man, you know. Uh, Lisa didn't curse, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh boy, boy, I tell you. But we, we have to be able to see Jesus in the situation. And then it, it, it says, So why am I ten feet under and upside down, barely surviving, has become my purpose because I'm so used to living underneath the surface. You know, when you when you think about that, it's um that's a that's a position that you that sometimes we feel ourselves in. Uh, we feel ourselves in a situation where, my goodness gracious, I've been in this situation so long, it seems like it's normal. It's normal. But I don't want you to feel that way. I don't want you to feel like your situation is normal because that situation is subject to change. You have to keep your mind stayed on Jesus. I'm going to take you to a scripture, and the scripture is in First, um, first Corinthians chapter 10. Let's go there. First Corinthians chapter 10. Um, verse 13, that's not in, 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 uh, on your notes. Well, you don't have notes, do you? Okay, but uh, it's not on my, my notes that I gave my daughter. But anyway, um, I want to take it there because it, it tells you that there's no temptation taken us but such as common to man, but God is faithful. Now, if there's no temptation taken us but such as common to man, then whatever we, it comes against us, whether it's a temptation from the enemy, whether it's God that is, is uh, trying to let us know where we stand in him, because God tempts us to, uh, or let's say try, the word will be try then. 
Uh, and that's in the Old Testament also. God tries us also in James. We, we talked that also about God trying us. It says that, uh, uh, you know, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. That's James, right? Chapter 1. Okay, that trials is the same Greek word basically as it would be later on in chapter 1 of James that, that when you're tempted, don't think you're tempted of God because God doesn't tempt, you know, man. So, so it, it changes, but depending on how you use it, but it's the same Greek word. So anyway, uh, no matter where you're tempted with, with uh, sin, which you know is from Satan, whether it's a, it's a trial that God is sending to, to strengthen you, to prepare you, because God is going to prepare us. You cannot grow unless you uh, exercise. Your muscles are not, not going to um, get stronger unless you exercise. Is that right, all your strength people? You're going to have to lift weights, and lifting weights is called, you know, trials. You've got to, got to build your muscles. Well, it's the same thing, God, in order to take you to where he wants you to go, he has to do that. You remember he did that with Joseph. He took Joseph through a lot of different things. Was it Satan taking Joseph all those things? God allowed all those things to happen because he was strengthening him for the purpose which he had for him. So some things you're going through, people, and some things I'm going through, is for a purpose that God has for us. He's trying to get us to a point where he has something for us, and you don't know what it is, but he knows what it is, and it's good. It's good. Yeah. So when, 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 I, when I was um, uh, uh, kicked out of coaching, you know, I... I was crying. I thought it was, you know, something that the enemy was doing, you know. But it was God preparing me for what he has for me now. I had no clue, didn't even, didn't even have no desire to do what I'm doing now. But I would have stayed where I was. was. If, he had said, if somebody said, well, God wants you to be a pastor, I said, right, get behind me, Satan, you know. <laughs> really, really, I'm serious. Because my, my goal was to be one of the best Christian coaches in the state of Virginia, in basketball. And so I had no desire to do this, what I'm doing. But he had to bring me out, prepare me, and put me in the, and, and I'm so glad that he did. I'm so glad. But I thought it was the enemy. And I was crying. I was going through all this stuff. Then I got kicked out of high school teaching into elementary school teaching, which I didn't have a, uh, uh, I didn't have a, uh, a degree in, in elementary. It wasn't part of it. I was, I was certified from... Uh, junior high on up above, so they put me in elementary school and told me I got to get certified for elementary school. So I'm teaching elementary school and don't know what I'm doing. But God blessed that too, you see. So in other words, I don't care what you're going through. I thought it was a punishment. I said, now what did I do? You know, what did I do to receive this punishment? Sometimes you, you, you question yourself, why did I do this? Why did I shouldn't have done this? I shouldn't have done that. And, you know, we should have done that. We shouldn't have stepped out on faith. Honey, why did you make me step out on faith? You're supposed to be leading. You know, you, I know what you're doing. <laughs> you believe what, what, what old pastor said. He don't know what he's talking about. He doesn't lead this family, you know. You done stepped out on faith, and, and look, look where we are now. Come on. Wait on God. Wait on God. God has something good for you. See? I'm telling you. Some of you are in the midst of the storm now. I'm telling you. Some of you are in the midst of the storm. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted above that which you were able, but will with the temptation make a way for you to escape that you may be able to bear up under it. That's what it says on the screen. That's what it says. You see? He's faithful. 
He is faithful. Is he faithful or is he not? So whatever you're going through, he's faithful. Right? He's faithful. How can you go wrong? How can you go wrong when you are his? How can you go wrong? You say, well, I can do wrong. Well, you're not going to do wrong long because he's going to turn that situation and cause you to do right. You see? It's not going to last. He's faithful. He's faithful. I was going to um, end this with um, something because sometimes you think that, that um, he is not as faithful as you think he is to you. He is to somebody else, but not to you. You know in your head that he's faithful, but he's faithful to David because he, he was anointed king. He was called. He was faithful to Samuel. He was faithful to Paul. He was faithful to Peter. But he's not faithful to me. If he was faithful to me, I wouldn't be going through this. God is faithful to you. He loves you. If you were the only one on the earth, he would be faithful to you. He was faithful to Adam when he didn't have Eve yet. He was faithful. He was faithful. Can you imagine anybody naming all these little creeping critters that we have around, creeping around on during the summertime? You know, funny looking eyes, you know, all this stuff, you know? I mean, we got, and, and Adam named everything. Zebra. My goodness gracious, you know? He was faithful to Adam. He's faithful to you. And he's faithful because our life is hid with Christ in him. That's what it is. That's why he's faithful. He's faithful. And that's why we're celebrating communion. It's because of his faithfulness. Can I have the people who uh, assist in that to come up, please? He is faithful. The blood of Jesus Christ, the body that was shed for us, he is 